Yo, 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 what's up, world? Welcome back to the African Effect. This is your boy Derek here with your girl Natalie. What's up, everybody? I um I actually am the one that I really wanted to talk today. So I had a horrible day today. Mm. It was bad. And you know, I um there are a lot of things, you know that there are a lot of things I'm dealing with with my son. Yeah. New changes and yeah. stuff and um you know, his dad and I are divorced. Mm-hmm. So that transition has been pretty tough. And um I got really emotional today driving home from dropping him off at daycare. And I was like, it is so important to make sure that Mm -hmm. you choose the right partner, the right life partner. Very. Right. Very important. And I deduce that. I I actually think that it's one of the most important decisions that you can make. If you decide that you want to have a life partner, Mm -hmm. it's one of the most important decisions you can make. And, And when I was younger, I didn't give it enough credit. I would hear people say it. My pastor would say it. Whoever would say it, you know. And I was just like, well, if you're not happy, you'll just leave. Which is what I did. But there are still effects from it that you have to deal with. Right. So, and I think that there are a lot of people listening, Africans too, who are unhappy because they made the wrong choice in a life partner. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's and and I know uh quite a few uh that I'm pretty close with that um that I know that they're unhappy but uh they're just dealing with the situation because uh they feel like you know, this this is just the choice that I've made and I just gotta stick through it and just, just gotta deal with what comes with it. But um it's it's definitely important to make sure that when you're dating um those red flags pay go attention. unchecked. Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention to those things because things don't get better when you mm-hmm. get married. They don't go away, magically disappear because somebody put a ring on your finger. Right. Because if you think about it, a lot of times um, when we get into any type of relationship, the minute you put a tag on it, right? Mm-hmm. You feel this sense of pressure, mm-hmm. like you have to live up to these mm-hmm. standards. You have to live up to this, this idea of whatever this relationship is, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's just we're boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Now you feel a sense of pressure of I cannot fuck up, right? Right. I don't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Now you feel constricted, right, to this individual. Where you used, whereas you used to move and be more open, and, exactly. So I guess it's like, why is why is choosing the right life partner important? Why is it? Because would you consider it to be one of the? You said you would consider it to be one of the most important decisions in your life. It's very important. So why is why is it the most important decision? Because it can affect you mentally, spiritually emotionally physically i know men i know of a particular person uh that's very close to me who went through a very tough divorce Mm. and through his marriage he gained a hell of a lot of weight Mm. stress and then started having like medical issues wow so 
it's like choosing the right person is very important, man. And then on top of that, like if you choose someone who's who's not logical, who's not um, compassionate or um, like puts your best interest first mm-hmm. and will always ch- choose themselves. Mm-hmm. It it makes it very hard. Yeah. Because think about it. Let's 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 leave kids out of the picture. Right. Just you and this this woman. You you and this man. Um. Like think of the mental strain it puts on you to know that I've married this individual who don't really care about me. Hmm. Mental and emotional strain. From a man's perspective or even from a woman's perspective, Mm -hmm. if we're having a conversation or disagreement and I've told you like in-depth things about myself that bothered me when I was a child. Right. Being vulnerable. And you know these things. And then you turn around and use those things as a tool or as a weapon against me. To benefit you in a future argument or a disagreement or whatever, you have lost that individual that they'll never trust you. They'll never trust you again with their vulnerability. That's why it's so hard for us men to trust women with those type of conversations, because from our perspective, you come across a lot of ladies, not all of them. But there's plenty of women out there that use information that you give them against you. Mm -hmm. And I'm only speaking from experience. So that's one of the reasons why men find it hard to be vulnerable with women because of that. Even their wives, if they, you know, if they decide they want to get married, they find it hard to be vulnerable because their wives will use it against them. Mm -hmm. So what you're experiencing, I guess, there is you're coming to terms with the fact that you're not unconditionally loved by this person. You can't be. There's no possible way. Mm. No possible way. Because if you truly love me, the things that we discuss stays between me and you. Right. And I, and I firmly believe that when you love someone, when you're in love with someone, you have to choose to see the best in them. So even if you are, and, but I think that that comes with being friends first. <laughs> Because, you know, a lot of people meet, they date, they get married, and they don't really develop that friendship. Yeah. But when you develop a friendship with someone, you don't think about, this is my husband, this is my wife, I have to fix it. You're like, do I want to lose my friend? Mm-mm. You know, like, is this worth it? Right. Am I going to, am I choosing to see the best in that person? And that's the mistake that I, that I made. I didn't, I didn't marry my friend. Same here. I didn't. And so that's why as soon as things went, awry or went left there was no there was was no no, foundation there was yeah there was no reason for me to say let me stick this out and work it out except for my son but that only lasted for so long like so i have to say this um i'm a christian right um i'm a faithful man like i i believe in christ and all of that um and i hear that all the time you know you have to have god at the center of your relationship and all of that yes but that can only take you so far Mm -hmm. we're human Mm-hmm. Right. And if I don't like you mm. from a basic level, 
God is not going to save this relationship. Like if you were not my wife, would I hang out with you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. If we Do weren't I married, like you would you enough, be? bro? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's the question that people have to ask themselves. That's why that's one of the things that's very important when choosing a partner is when things are not going well, or if we were not married, if you were not my husband and we were not bound legally and spiritually, would would I still be able to hang out with you? Dude, I remember my ex, my ex-wife asking me that uh, during marriage. And she was like, if we were like, you know, we were never married and. Uh, we never dated or anything like just in the regular real world. Like, would you would you hang out with me? I said, no. Mm. And this is like after I found out that. Like, I can't I can't joke with this person like I can't enjoy you. Like on a basic friendship level, like I would want to. Right. Because it's not a genuine like it's not a genuine vibe. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And I think that that's. Again, like why it's important to choose the right partner, because when I hear people say that and then I hear people also say peace of mind, like they want peace of mind. Obviously, there are hardships, there are trials that are going to come with marriage, with any situation, relationship you have. It's natural that things are going to happen. Right. But that obviously that peace of mind, I feel, comes from knowing and understanding that you can be yourself around this person you don't have to fit into a role okay i'm his wife i can't or we don't do this we don't joke right we don't mm-hmm. play we don't do any of that mm-hmm. i'm 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 his wife or i'm her husband this is my role no i'm derek or i'm natalie and i'm married to this person mm-hmm. that's the way that i feel like it should be cuz that's my piece if I walk into my home and I can't 100% be my authentic self with my partner, you with the that's lack person, of peace. Man. Yeah, that's lack of that's peace. That's lack of peace, man. And most men don't want to, to be in a relationship or be involved with anyone who disturbs their peace. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's one of the number one things that we look for in a woman is peace. Mm. That's why you find that uh, men typically cheat because they don't have peace at home. Right. Like, I'm not condoning like you should cheat. Right. But those are causes for men to like cheat or step outside or look because look, sometimes they won't even physically cheat. They just want to be around a woman who will allow him to be himself mm. and just chill. Right. Right. Makes sense. And I, you know. I think a lot of the times, too, I had a friend that was complaining at one point, newly married, well, a year. Well, that's newly married, in my opinion. Newly married, and she was complaining that her husband, um, towards the end of that first year, wasn't really coming home much. It wasn't like he was out cheating. He wasn't coming home. He wasn't coming home much. He was staying out as late as possible without Mm -hmm. being too disrespectful. And she was complaining about it. And I was like, well, have you talked to him? And have you asked him? Let me, what were the excuses like he was given? He was saying, you know, I I had to go check on my sister, had to go check on my mom. And he actually really was at his family's house. He was going to Mm -hmm. his family's house. He actually really was there. But he was just saying, I had to go check on them. And I ended up just staying, you know how it is with my family. And I said, you know, I'm not going to say her name, but I said, girl, have you ever thought that he doesn't want to be at home with you? Is there something going on at home that's right. causing him to not want to come home? 
what man after working all day doesn't want to come to his home and like lay in his bed or sit on his couch or whatever. Um, and she was like, well, what could it possibly be? I don't know. You don't give him peace. You don't give him peace. You don't give him peace. Like, think about it. Like, we have to deal with the BS from work. Right. The people that we deal with day to day, like all day long. And and I know you as a woman, you work and you have to deal with shit too. Yes. We understand that. And we understand how important peace is, which is why a lot of men are okay if you don't work because mm-hmm. you want to know why. I would rather have a whole wife than half a wife, right? That mm-hmm. comes home stressed and pissed off and she takes that shit out on me. Mm-hmm. So I have to deal with the BS from work. And deal with her BS. And then I have to deal with your BS from work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then if we have kids, oh yeah, like that's, that's heavy stuff. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I think, and that, and again, like if we're talking about why it's important to marry the right partner, you know, we talked about like the emotional side, right? Like being vulnerable and being open with them and the mental too, mm-hmm. um, and how it affects you mentally, physically too. Cause yeah. we talked about your friend that got sick, is stressed out and got sick and you know, it was all of that. Dude, I did not recognize him anymore when and I it, saw him. I was shocked. See, and it's the same thing too with women. A, a lot of women emo- are emotional eaters. Um, I sometimes, when, I'm, when I have a bad day, I, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go home and kill those zebra cakes. <laughs> like, I, need, <laughs> I need some zebra cakes right now. Or, you know, something like that. But, you know, I remember in my situation, uh, and, you know, I used to work out a lot before um, I had my son. And I remember my situation going through the changes that your body goes through when you have a baby mm-hmm. and being even in the delivery room, stressed, like emotionally drained yeah. and stressed. I remember and I was that. Like, I remember that. See, and I was just like, golly, like it wasn't a, it wasn't a happy time because mm. the only thing that was on my mind was what I had to do and deal with when I got home, you know, like, okay. I I'm, I can't embrace this beautiful moment of having, I mean, I absolutely am obsessed with my son, but it was just the stress that I was dealing with in my marriage at that time mm-hmm. that robbed me of that. And so when people ask me now, do you want to have another baby? I automatically say nope. no because of that. I don't want to say PTSD to disrespect trauma. anyone that really has it, but yeah, the trauma. I'm like, if I have to go through that again, because no. you automatically assume that that's what's going to happen, right? So the long-term effects of, you know, choosing the right person is important because, you know, you don't have to deal with those those things. It's horrible. I can never get that moment back. Those moments back. No, you can't. You cannot, man. And like, think about uh, not even just like. It's look, it's it's freaking depressing. It's, it's depressing. Lonely. It's a lonely place to be. And especially if you don't have people in your corner mm-hmm. that you trust enough to give that information to. Yeah. And that they won't throw that in your face. I was fortunate enough to have a support a good support system. My brothers are amazing. My best friend, my mom. I was fortunate enough to have I couldn't imagine what I would have done if 
Um, I didn't have them. But that was when I finally decided to open up about it. Because, you know, culturally, Africans, divorce is not, that's not even Mm -hmm. an option. So you just kind of suffer in silence. Dude, the one person I felt comfortable enough, it was actually, it was, it was two, it was three people, actually. Uh, Two guys that I worked with abroad when I was in Afghanistan working. Um, That was like the toughest time in my life. Mm. Um, Because one, I was away from my children. I was away from the household and anything that happened to my kids, I couldn't, I couldn't attend to it immediately. Mm. And it frustrated me. And then on top of it, I'm having to deal with an individual that, you know, a, a wife at the time that I had no peace with. Right. So those two guys, like, like, I love them to death, man. Like those, those, like as much as we joke and they clown and we clown all day long. But like they listen to me, they allow me to vent, right? And wrong man, like through. like I love you, bro, because you you helped me through a lot, man. You don't even realize it, man. And and my brother Kevin, man, that dude is solid. That's 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 one guy that I I know I can always talk to. Hey, Kevin. And it's a there's no judgment. Right. He's the only person that I, it, within my family that I felt like I could have that conversation with where I wouldn't feel judged and it wouldn't be thrown in my face. Mm-hmm. This isn't throwing shade at anybody else within my family, but you have those you certain have people. That one. Mm-hmm. You have that yeah, one person. That. Mm-hmm. And he was like that golden person for me. Mm. And it's necessary. Very necessary. It's necessary. Man. And because, I think- yo, like that, that, that time, man, during while I was in Afghan, man, that was very depressing, mm-hmm. very depressing. Like it, man. Uh, and, you know, I think unfortunately, again, like, and, you know, we're speaking from the African perspective. I think that it's, we've been conditioned to just kind of deal with stuff, right? Like if we're going through something and we're de- we're depressed. I think I remember. They see that as weakness. Yeah, the first time, like I said, the word depressed. I think my dad was like, "What is that? <laughs> what is depression? <laughs> what is wrong with you?" <laughs> and um, you know, we're kind of conditioned to suck it up and deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then, real, if we're being realistic, because I come from a divorced home, mm-hmm. and we saw our parents stay together for the culture, for the even culture. though they weren't happy. And so I found myself. In my marriage, before my divorce, I was like, well, I have a child. And we did this big traditional wedding. Everybody came. Everybody saw it. I can't get divorced now. Like, I have to stay here. I was, I was, so, I was at a point so low that I was willing to sacrifice my happiness for the rest of my life to stay in a marriage for my son and, you know, for the way that it would look. And I remember... um. I had a, I can't remember what it was, but it was one night I came from, came back from work. Um, I came back really late and I was so tired, so exhausted. And I just wanted to be someone to talk to me, someone to, you know, love on me a little bit. And I walked into the house and it was dead silent. And I was like, God, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. It's exhausting. I couldn't, it's I was lonely. like, I couldn't. Yeah. And that was the day that I was like, no, I can't do it. And you know, it, it yeah, it, it's it's lonely. It's really lonely. But 
it's important, like you said, to have people that are supportive. Because when I finally yeah. decided to open up to my family and tell them what was going on, they were shocked, but they were also supportive because they wanted me to be okay. They wanted my son to be okay. So they were like, whatever it is that you want to do, we're going to support you. And it was such a relief. Such mm. a relief. I didn't, at, that, at that moment, I didn't feel like I was going through it by myself anymore. Like, man, when I, like, when I hear that, man, like, it, it just, it puts me back in that, like, that, that phase I was going through of having to deal with, like, the divorce by myself, like, mm. um, and not feeling like, um, like I was useless. Mm. Like, everything I had done, everything that I had, like, planned and wanted to do, like, the vision I had for my household, I felt like it was... It was all a waste. Mm -hmm. mm. Like it was just useless, man. And then to to know that I have two beautiful daughters that look up to me and the plans that I had for them mm -hmm. to have a a complete home right. and to be able to give them the what it looks like to actually be married Which and be happily married. Have. And mm -hmm. to not have it, mm -hmm. I was like, no, I, I, I cannot, I would, I don't want to be in a household where I'm giving half effort. Right. I don't want them to have half a dad. Right. I want to be able to be a hundred percent Derek. Right. For my children. Like, mm -hmm. I, and I had to choose them. Yeah. I have to, because I know growing up. I saw my parents get into it. Right. I saw I saw certain things where I was like, "That's not what marriage looks mm -hmm. like." Right, I, and this isn't to throw shade or anything. No, I mean, I'm, but people I'm there go with you. like my parents are divorced, right? Mm -hmm. Love them both to death, but there are things that I learned from both of them, both good and bad. And the things that were bad, they stuck. They stick to you a lot. Those right. things stick to you a lot. Yep, because you don't want to repeat the same mistakes mm -hmm. or the same things that they did, and we shouldn't. Right. And us as Africans, African men, listen to me. Please listen to me. Understand that your parents, the resources that they had, aren't the same as what we have now or what we had growing up. They're not. They weren't taught the same things we, are, we were taught. They, they weren't afforded those things. So now that you like you have all of this experience and this knowledge of what not to do, you have to be the difference maker. You have to, as a man, you have to be the difference maker. You have to consciously choose to do better, not just for you, but that woman that you're married to or the woman that you want to marry or you just want to be in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. Or if you have kids with this individual. Put them first. And if it doesn't and if it's not something, if you realize, because, you know, sometimes we get into that's a good point. And sometimes we get into situations where it just is not working out. Right. Like you've tried everything that you can try. Yes. You've tried everything. That be you civil. Can do. I mean, it's, it's now I'm not, I'm Christian too. 
And nobody, I can say this from my own experience, at least for me, mm-hmm. gets married to get divorced. No. Because divorce is the absolute worst thing that you yeah. can go through, especially if you have children. It's like death. It really is. And it's, it's incredibly hard to start over. Not necessarily from a financial perspective or anything, but right. just emotionally. Yep. To just imagine, you know, dumping everything that you have into something emotionally, spiritually, physically. And then having to leave it there, mm-hmm. start all over. It's draining. It's draining. And so, you know, if it's not working, then, you know, it's okay to leave. But I think before it even gets there, you really have to take some time yes. to learn yourself yes. and know yourself. Yes. You got to know yourself too. Yes. And then, you know, that will help you know exactly what it is that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm divorced, I appreciate anybody that wants to take their time. You know, because as Africans, it's like, we want to get married, we want to get married, we want to get like married. boom, boom, boom. Like, Mm-mm. I appreciate anybody that wants to take their time. And now I tell people, I'm just looking for a friend. If it develops into more, that's fine. But no pressure. Because I know what it's like to not take your time. Yep. And it, it was the worst mistake that I could have made. Same here. I, I, and I recall my mom, um, my mom telling me, like, like, she sat me down and... Um, this is like after I had found out that, um, she was pregnant and And this is your ex-wife, my ex-wife. And so for me, it was like a no brainer. Um, when I found out she was pregnant, I was like, yeah, I'm choosing my, I'm choosing my child. Like, yeah, I'm going to take care of my thing. I'm going to get married. I'm going to do the right thing and Mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm going to get married. Mm -hmm. Cause at the time, yeah, we, I, I loved her. We were in love. Like we were in a good place and all of those things. Right. Why not? Right. Why not try to do this thing together? Um, and then I remember her sitting me down having a conversation and she said, look, son, like, I know you love this woman, but take your time. Mm-hmm. At least another year or so. Mm-hmm. Right. And see where things go, because the person that you're that you're with right now, you're dating right now. It's possible you're, you're still going through the honeymoon phase. That's right. Let that die down. Then you'll start to see that person's true character then your true character is going to come out as well Uh right because right now like both of y'all are putting your best foot forward why because you like each other i mean it's just like getting a job the first 90 days you're going to show up to work on probation after that on that 91st day that 91st day is like ah bro i'm coming in (laughs) late stop for some starbucks (laughs) before i go to work so it's like you know everyone during that phase is going to put their best foot forward and that's what it comes to unconditional love some people are afforded the blessing of meeting somebody mm-hmm. and off the rip they're like this is my person yep i love them unconditionally i'm gonna be here for them unconditionally and they stay true to that i'm a firm believer though that you really have to take your time see people in different conditions and in different situations yes. because adversity reveals character yes, and my brother does. tells says that all the time my older brother that's like his favorite quote Adversity reveals character, and there yes. were never any truer words spoken. That is so because very it's, yes. Important. So it's like if you so true. are with someone long enough, inevitably you're going to go through some things together, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to see this person. And you can say, you know what? I realize that I love them, but I only love them when it's sunny outside. When it's sunny outside, yeah. Because when it's dark outside, I don't like who he becomes, and I can't deal with that. It's time to leave. Don't even think about marriage. Don't even think about that. Because if there's something that you just absolutely can't deal with, right. you have to leave. And the mm-hmm. only way for you to get to that point 
is to take your time. Right. Study that person, learn yourself mm-hmm. while you're with them, and you can avoid, you know, this whole thing about choosing the wrong person and getting divorced and going through that and having kids and putting your children through those changes and you know you really have to take your time you have to and my dad i man i miss my dad every day but when i was i kind of fell into the same situation with you i got pregnant and you know um his dad or he came from a anglican background mm-hmm. and mine was i'm catholic so you know you get pregnant, you're getting married. So it was just kind of like as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. I mean, just as a Christian. I mean, you know, an Africans. Period. Right. So you mm-hmm. get you get pregnant, you're getting married. So I knew that that was the next thing, and I remember planning the traditional wedding, planning the white wedding, and um, I called my dad, and I was like, "Do I have to do this?" And he got real quiet. I was. I remember where I was. I was in the bathroom in Austin at my mom's house. That was the only place that you could go to where my mom wouldn't walk in without knocking. Mm-hmm. So I remember, and I was like, do I have to do this? And he said, no, you don't. I was so shocked to hear that. And I was like, really? He said, yeah. He was like, you don't have to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Now you know, just understand what's going to come with that. When you People don't. are going to judge you. People mm-hmm. are going to say what they want to say. But you don't have to. You can take your time. He said, we don't even have to mm. do the wedding right now. He said that. And I said, well, everybody's saying we have to get married. He was like, you don't, we don't even have to do the wedding. We can hold off on it. And he's the man, the head of the family. So anything that he says goes as it relates to traditional marriage or anything. So he said, just tell me and I'll talk to your mom. And, but I, I fell to the pressure. And I was like, okay. And then a couple of days later, I was like, no, we, let's just do it. But had I listened to my dad? Probably would have avoided a lot of the things that I dealt with after. Had I listened to my mom. Mm. But then I think about, I wouldn't have my youngest, man. And that little joker right there. Oh, my gosh. That girl. She is my twin. <laughs> Literally. She looks just like. <laughs> that girl is my twin. Like, I wish y'all could see it. She looks exactly. <laughs> like, when I say exactly, it's insane. Yo, she is the female version of me. And. No matter how tough I try to be, she breaks through that barrier, man. Mm. God, man. But that goes to show, like, there's a God has a plan sometimes too, right? Yes. So yeah. I think he would have gotten her one way or the other. Like, I think he would have gotten her. However, God had a plan for that. But I think also sometimes God gives us free free will to kind of make our own decisions too, yep. right? And I think I'm I am just now starting to come to terms with the the accountability that I have go. to take. There you go. For making the decision there that I you made. Go. And that accountability is wholly related to my son. There because he is the one that has to deal with his parents, you know, being divorced and you know, it's not like we're fighting or arguing or anything, mm-hmm. but there are just still some things that some unresolved things that I think we're both holding on to, and I have to take accountability for making that decision. As far as between you and your ex-husband? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know how it is. You have those moments where yeah. you're driving or something, and you hear something or you see something, and you're like, God damn, I can't believe this. <laughs> I can't believe this I gotta... nigga did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Gosh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I guess the next thing that I think 
I would want to know. And these are things that I wish that I knew before, but when you realize or what happens or what happens when you, what happens after you realize that you've chosen the wrong one, right? And you have to make those hard decisions. How do you move forward? Like, cause that there's a lot of fear with that, right? When you've chosen the wrong one, you realize you've chosen the wrong one. I can only speak from a woman's perspective, but mm-hmm. as an African woman, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're at a crossroads now. Yep. What do I do? How do you navigate through that? <laughs> um, it's, it's not easy. It's very lonely. Um, it's depressing. It's frustrating. Uh, you go through all of these emotions. You're angry. You're, frustrated you're sad and um you start to point fingers at yourself and start blaming yourself and um and i felt useless i felt i I didn't feel like i didn't feel like myself dude like i I, it was like like look what you've done Derek. Mm. you've put your kids in this position which you vowed that you would never do and now you're doing it. Now you're in it. So what do you do now? And I'm not one who, I, I, I didn't get married to get divorced. That, right. You don't. You just you don't. don't. And I remember before I was getting ready to go overseas to go work, uh, uh, my godmother, uh, um, I consider her as my godmother, um, I remember her pulling me outside and she was like, son, listen. Before you decide to go overseas to go work, make sure your house is in order. Hmm. Because if you don't, it's going to be bad. And you're gonna come it's going to be bad when, it's, when you come back. Mm-hmm. It's very important that you make sure your house is in order. And I lie to myself mm. saying, yeah, everything is good. Why? Because I had the mindset that okay, this is something that's going to benefit the household because I was looking at a bigger picture, right? right. Um, the opportunities that it will come with it. And um, once I got home and, you know, you know, certain debts were paid off and we had a certain um, amount in like our bank account and mm-hmm. like set us up for like certain things like long-term. So that was my mindset. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, also maybe a little bit of distance will help our relationship. Mm. We'll start to miss each other a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Nah, joking. Nope. No, nope. you know what happened? Shit got worse. Distance only makes the heart grow fonder when you love someone, bro. When <laughs> I say adversity hit, Mm-mm. and it hit tough. Now, from my like, I'm 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 working overseas now, in Afghan, fighting for your life every day, dude. My first night. <laughs> My first night in 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 um uh, in the bunker, whatever. Like we got hit. We had we had incoming. My roommate was like laying in the bed, and he's like on his game, like, and all you hear is like incoming, 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 income. I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm scared, yo. I am scared. I'm scared beyond measure. I jump off the bed, lay on the ground. Because, look, they give you this pamphlet that they talk about uh, things you should do, whatever you hear. You were income. reading the pamphlet on the floor. 
page three says. <laughs> Get your ass on the floor. <laughs> So listen, an African in Afghanistan, y'all. That's what that looks like. <laughs> You're not scared of nothing over look, here, but as look, soon man, as you look, 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 I'm not gonna lie to you like that. I, my my perspective on life and my appreciation for the things that that we have here stateside, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it so much more. Yeah. I've experienced life in India, like the poverty there. Like man, America talks about ah the pride, dude. You ain't seen shit. Not even even African poverty, please. Exactly. That's a poverty that I don't even want to think about. Dude. But anyway, so. <laughs> you said it made it worse when it, you went over It there. made it worse. Mm. And so then. What what made it, not to interrupt you, but what, what did you realize being, uh, okay. Being in Afghanistan was a blessing in disguise, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, the bad thing is you were away from your children. But the good thing is, is it was able to open your eyes to how incompatible you guys were. But yep. what was it that made it, made like, what was, what was it? What was happening? I kept getting conversations about the kids. Mm. Something was always happening. And so then I realized, like, I didn't, re- I, I didn't realize how much I took on that motherly role, motherly mm. instinct. While I was at home until I left. Mm-mm. And so for me, it was like, like, what the F, bro? Like, we shouldn't, this shouldn't be a problem. Right. Like, certain, like it shouldn't be a problem. Like, I shouldn't be getting calls I about shouldn't this be calls fighting about the, for my exactly. life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about dying. I, is today going to be the day that I die? Mm. Like, that that's what I was dealing with, and then it got then when it got to like a real patchy phase, like within um, while I was out there, I think it was like the third or fourth month while I was like in Afghanistan. Mind you, I'm sleeping in like a connex, like the um, like the four by ten. No, like the, so the um, the shipment containers. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, two to a container. You get half, and the, your roommate gets the other half. It sucked. And then the shower? Oh my gosh. Don't let it be cold outside during the winter. And you have to walk around the block to go shower. Nigga, get back on track, boys. <laughs> but listen. <laughs> so so yeah, so like having to deal with to to deal with like unnecessary phone calls and the and the things. And I and I understand, like, to her to her credit, like, it's not easy going from where you have the support and the help of your husband and he's home and like, he's balancing things like it. And then now it's just you having to deal with two kids. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I salute her for doing her best. Right. But as it pertains to her and I, it was just like, God dang, man. But you said that there came a a point where it was patchy, like the last three to four months. Like what was it just? So it was, it was, it was after my first three or four months, mm-hmm. um, and I remember having a conversation with myself, trying to figure out why was it that I was so unhappy? Mm. Why was I so frustrated? Why did I feel so incomplete? And it was because I realized I wasn't happy with my home. I wasn't. I didn't have peace at home. Mm. I didn't. And then on top of that, having to deal with what I was having to deal with while I was overseas. Right. Like I avoided having certain conversations about what would happen um, because I knew like it wouldn't make the situation any better. Mm. Wow. It was, it was that more mentally draining. 
and emotionally draining. So like I shielded a lot of those things from her because I didn't feel like she could deal with it. And she and she displayed that she couldn't. So what happened when you came home? <clears throat> it was it was awkward. Mm. I, I felt like I had walked into a house where I. You I were was, a stranger. We were strangers like I was. You're my roommate. Yeah, and it, that I, feeling sucked. And I know yeah. it sucked for her because I even I even told her, I was like, look, I know you feel this way. I know you sense this. And I don't like that you're having to go through this. Yeah. Nor do I like having to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so what do we do? So during that time, like I'm telling you, like for like a good two to three months, it seemed like every other day I was crying in the shower by myself. Wow. Like during the day, I was fine because I was interacting with people. I was interacting with my boys. Like I was fine. But as soon as I got to my room and I realized the day was over and I had to be by myself. Mm, yep. That'll do it. In the shower, I'm mm-hmm. crying, asking God, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? All I wanted to do was be a family man. All I wanted to do was take care of my kids. All I wanted to do was be a husband. Why am I having to deal with this frustration? Why am I having to deal with this depression? Why am I having to deal with this loneliness? Mm-hmm. I don't like it here, God. Like, take me out. Yep. Those are real thoughts. And so there would be times where I'd be like, I wish the fucking missile would hit like our mm-hmm. my fucking building. The power of the mind is is real. Because you will you will get to those moments when you're lonely. But so I can totally understand the roommate thing. I think um I think a lot of I know a lot of fr- a lot of my friends who are married who can mm-hmm. also if they're being honest with themselves understand the roommate thing. I was literally living i literally had a roommate Mm. when we moved into our home i remember uh him telling the movers okay put my stuff in my room god dang man yeah we never slept in the same room that's gotta be oh my gosh yeah that makes me sick to my stomach never like not once so i you know jacob my son slept in the same room with me and that was my thing and that was just the way that was the norm and i remember Whenever my mom, oh, she's so awesome. She would come over to visit and she was like, is he sleeping in another room? And I would have to lie. I was like, no, no, you know, his stuff is just in there because we just have a lot of we extra a lot of stuff. stuff. Mm. It's very lonely. It, it's, it does make you question. Sometimes it makes you question if you're good enough, if yes. you're worthy enough. Yes. Like, what is it about me that, you know, this that doesn't that this person doesn't like me mm-hmm. right that they don't they don't um i can't be vulnerable with them yeah. like you said right i can't be myself around them like why like what is it what's wrong with me and then what happens is at least for me as a woman is when when that goes like when you when you feel like you're the person that you're with or the person that's around you mm-hmm doesn't like you and you yeah. kind of feel like you can't go anywhere because like i said i was in the marriage i was like i can't leave this you marriage. can't leave you let yourself go yep because what's the point i stopped working out i stopped eating right i stopped taking care of myself i and when, when that happens at least with me when i get to that point i don't focus on work i just mm. kind of go through the motions the only thing that kept me afloat was my son Dude, I remember my pastor telling my son, what, is, what happened to you? 
you didn't got fat. People would look at you. Yeah, people looked at me and they were like, what's going on, girl? So t- <laughs> Listen, I'm thinking to myself, like, what you talking about? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, living I'm good. You but I didn't realize I was depressed. Didn't realize it. People are like, oh, okay, girl. Then I'm like, yeah, I just had a baby. I just, you know, I'll just say that. But no. Yo, my man, son like, was I would... the only thing. My son, he was the only I bet. thing. I know. It was like, you know, I would rush to come home to him because that right that there. That was your piece. That was my piece. And that was your piece. I learned unconditional love through my son, just like I'm sure you know with your kids. Because no matter what you go through, mm-hmm. no matter if my weight was fluctuating, if I wasn't happy a certain day, if I was crying another day, my son loved me mm-hmm. and showed Unconditionally. It. Yeah. And so it's like, this is the one thing that I got right. That was all I had. So to answer your question, what do you do? Um, you have to have an honest conversation with yourself first. Mm-hmm. If you're a religious person, um, pray about it. Have an honest conversation with yourself. Be accountable for the things that you've done, the choices that you've made, right? Mm-hmm. Then involve your partner. Mm. Both of y'all should have that honest conversation. And if you're dealing with someone who's reasonable and understanding, right, you figure out things that you can do to resolve what's happening. Right. Right. Let's 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 put the emotions aside and let's dig deep to the core as to why we're in the position that we are. Mm -hmm. Right now, if you've put forth the effort, you've had these conversations and one person is just apologizing just to apologize because they're in the hot seat at the time or um, they're just saying what they got to say just to, you know, I'm saying just to um, get out of this, just get out the situation. mm -hmm. They're not serious, man. It's not genuine. Like people, like people like people love anyone who's genuine. Because it's rare. It's rare, man. Mm-hmm. It's rare. And I never felt like it was just a genuine thing. Did she love me? I know for a fact she did. I know she did. But it was just the way things was just handled. Mm-hmm. And for me, it triggered things for me. Right that I saw growing up Mm. that I said, no, this ain't it, bro. And then I had to ask myself, okay, so Derek, what are you going to do now? Because you have two kids with this woman. Mm. Are you going to sacrifice your mental peace and continuously consider suicide? Mm. Because it, that wasn't the only trauma thing. That wasn't the only traumatic thing that I had gone through was right. a marriage. I went through things like with my mom mm-hmm. leading to that. Right. And I had just resolved that. It kind of feels like you can't catch a break. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then I asked myself, I was like, look, what's more important now? I got to save myself first. Because if I can't save me, there's nothing I can do for these girls. Right. If I'm gone. So right. I made the tough decision. I had to break it up mm-hmm. because okay. I would rather be a whole father to those girls and show them that you shouldn't have to deal with something like this in your life. You don't have to. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't see your dad 
yelling at your mom. You shouldn't see your mom yelling at your dad. You shouldn't see your mom hitting your dad. Like it's none of that. That's not normal. That's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And I don't want them. I didn't want them to think that it was okay. Right. Because it's not okay with me. No, it's not. And I don't want my children to date any man who's okay with my my daughter hitting on him or him hitting on my no that's not no No. fuck no yeah and because you didn't grow up and because they didn't and they're not going to see that they're going to know that if they do experience it it's wrong and let me come and talk to my dad or so or whoever about that and i you know i think it's really important to acknowledge like we said at the beginning how big of a deal it is choosing the right partner. And, you know, I'm speaking to, I know a lot of people that are going through the motions, right? Because what we see on Instagram, what we see on Facebook, it's fake. It's fake. I we mean, for some fake. people, for some, some people, people is real. it's real. Some people but for is the real, majority for real. Of, of people, because I know a lot of the people that I see personally. And, you know, it's like... I, you know, you can be having a conversation with one of your friends on the phone. They're crying their eyes out about how unhappy they are. Mm-hmm. And then the next day they're posing, posting a family picture. They're talking about how they, they want to leave their husband so bad. Mm-hmm. They can't stand it. They're unhappy. They've been un- they were unhappy even on the day of their wedding. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the next day they're posting a picture. And I remember being there. I remember being in that space mentally. Mm. And I remember how... I was I wasn't posting pictures because I'm pretty private, but I remember telling myself like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just, you know, I'm going to cook some food. We're going to have dinner as a family. Everything's going to be good. That patchwork. It's only temporary. Keep sleeping under the rug. One day you're going to trip over that. You're going to trip over it. It's going to make you crazy. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you crazy because there's only so much that you can teach someone that you are. Oh in my a gosh. partnership with there's oh only so much that you can teach them at some point Yo, say that again there's like, only no, 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 so no. much say that again because that right there is heavy it's the truth because you can they can go on this journey with you and you guys are both learning from one another you're teaching them right. they're teaching you everybody has a cap yep everybody some people's caps are Sooner than others. Mm-hmm. Some are not. There's only so much that you can teach somebody, especially somebody that has resolved within themselves that this is what they're going to do. This is how they're going to do it. This is how they're going to behave. There is nothing you can tell them. Not a mother freaking thing. That will get them to align with the vision and the goal no, for. Because that's their character. That's just no. who they are. And even if they tell you with their mouth. No, that means nothing. I want to do this. Their action. They can't Their actions. Help. Exactly. And that's why you have to take your time. Before you get into situations like that, because I don't listen to what people say anymore. I will hear you and I'll keep it stored in my mind to use it as like a, you know, as a reference a point. point of reference. I'm yeah. going to pay attention to what you do, right. how you behave, how you handle situations. If you're open to advice, if you're open to listening, if you, you know, get offended when you're criticized, how you handle children, how you handle family issues, how you handle your childhood traumas, if you have any. All of those things are the things that I'm going to pay attention to. Because had I paid attention to those things before, yep. everything that happened in my marriage wouldn't have been a surprise to me. It was a shock. That was like, what? <laughs> What's, going on? What's going on? And people who know me were like, girl, 
Why? Why? You're better than that. Yeah. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Because I wasn't ready to take accountability for it. I found myself constantly making excuses for certain behaviors that were exhibited. I found myself constantly trying to justify certain things. And then after a while, I was like, girl, this is, this is him. And it's no shade. I mean, we all, everybody has flaws. Like we all have flaws. I yeah. have mine too. Yeah. Um, but this is who he is. And Natalie, mm -hmm. are you willing to accept this for the rest of your life? Yeah, I said, hell no. But we no. know that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hell no, man. Like, look, no. Derek said, send me back to Afghanistan. <laughs> I got to deal with that. <laughs> look, look it's, it, to, to, to be abroad in a different country where there's like fighting going on and you have more peace there, Ooh. you don't think that's a problem? That's a big problem. God. That's a big problem. And look. Look, I, man. It, choosing, know, choosing the right person is very, very important. It's man. very important. Take your time. Take Definitely your time. take your time. Even if you're, if you're already in something, take this moment. Reevaluate mm -hmm. where you are. Mm -hmm. Be accountable. Be honest, man. Be Just honest. be honest. Be honest. Be honest. And also to people, I think to people in the African community, uh, reevaluate your previous relationships. Sometimes, and I know I've been a victim of this, some relationships I had failed because of the title, the expectation, like you mentioned before, right? That you put on it. You put a title on something. I, I think that the institution of marriage is a blessing, but not everybody is made for it. You're not, not everyone's made for marriage. And so you, it's okay if you're not. Right. So I think that that's something that we have to teach. It's something I'm going to teach my child. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, of course I would want you to get married. Right. Of course I would want you to experience that with the right person. But it's I'm not going to pressure thing. you to, to get married. But if you're not, if you just know that, hey, this is just not my thing. Then I can't cool. do it. Don't, yeah, don't, don't do fall it. into the pressure. I'm not going to pressure you. Don't fall into the pressure. And I think it's time for people to stand up for themselves and to tell their parents, if you're African or whoever, not to fall to the pressure and say, you know what, this is just not it for me. I'm not going to do it. And I'm sorry I'm going to disappoint you, right? but this is not it for me. Because the people that were telling me to get married because I had a baby and I was having a baby, when I was going through what I was going through, nowhere to be found. Of course not. Of course not. Nowhere. They didn't care. Hmm. No. So live your life for you and for your family if you, if you want one and you have one and your children. Be intentional. Be intentional. And we're going to post the link to um, suicide prevention because we know that that's something that we mentioned on yeah. the podcast today. And it's a really important topic. And I think it, it impacts <clears throat> everyone. And this is the African effect. So it also impacts the African community. Um, so we're going to post a link to that down below. Um, but we really, really appreciate everybody for listening today. Please comment, share your thoughts. If you don't want to share them in the comment section, you can send us some messages because we've yeah. gotten a couple yeah, text messages sure. or messages sure. or DMs or whatever. We want to hear from y'all. Um, and look, for whatever it is you're going through, we're sorry. Like, you're not the only one. Mm -hmm. You're not the only one. Like, don't. Don't make your decisions based off of what you what other people are gonna think. Right. Fuck that, man. 
look, take care of you. Your mental matters. It matters. It really matters. And if you feel like it doesn't matter to anyone else, it definitely matters to us because we both have been there. So if you need anybody to talk to, call Derek. (laughs) Don't call my phone, man. Don't call my phone. Do not call my phone. Because I would would screen your call and be like, that must be spam. Oh, gosh. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. All right, till next time. Peace. Bye, guys.